Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going and Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to on today's episode. It's the last Dynamite before uh, AEW Revolution coming up this week. And of course, on Sunday, you and I are going to be doing our live watch along of that. So be sure to uh, stay tuned to YouTube.com slash Stephen Larson. When I say stay tuned, that's a very old TV term, exactly. uh, meaning don't leave during commercials. Uh, don't however, change the channel. <laughs> Yeah, right. You can do that. But if you want, just hit the subscribe button and the notify bell here at youtube.com slash Stephen Larson so that you'll know when we're live or you can head over to twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson and uh, hit follow over there. You'll be notified uh, when we go live. We're not going to do the kickoff uh, show there for AEW because then we just be sitting around too long and we get grumpy and it's just tired. Tired because we're old. Because we're out. Uh, so be sure to join us for that. The entire main show. We're going to be doing uh, the watch along for that. And then a review right afterwards this coming Sunday. So be sure to check that out uh, tonight on Twitch. Also, um, it was the Enforcer's birthday yesterday. And so uh, Larson and I are going to uh, do a good old fashioned smash zone. But this time we're going to watch us with the Enforcer. There's like a bunch of like footage out there that that Rob has cobbled together and edited together. And so we're going to watch that and uh, and chat up the friendos. But given that there might be some copyrighted stuff with that, we can't do it on the YouTube. We're only going to do it at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Yep. Yep. Um, so uh, light on actual pro wrestling news today. So we're just going to talk about Dynamite today. Of course, Revolution. I'm looking forward to this pay-per-view, man. I like that they built up a lot of sort of one-on-one feuds, like one act versus one act, yeah, whether yeah, it's, yeah. you know, FTR, Blackpool Combat Club, or, uh, or you know, singles uh, feuds like Roderick Strong and, and Orange Cassidy. Um, a lot of really strong singles feuds going on. Uh, and you couple that with the big thing about Sting retiring. Uh, this is shaping up to be a pretty decent pay-per-view. Where would you like to start in terms of how it relates you, to this dynamite? You mentioned Sting. Let's start with Sting. Um, so uh, there was a through line during this episode of the Young Bucks trying to find Sting uh, in an effort to uh, have him do his exit interview and by that they meant the young bucks meant because they had their bats with them beat them up with baseball bats. they're gonna beat them up um so we have three or four you know segments where the young bucks are trying to find sting eventually comes they head out to the ring they attack darby allen um or darby allen attacks them they lay him out and uh they go up sting's music hits they go up the ramp expecting him to come down the ramp instead like it's nitro in 1997 yeah, man. He descends from the rafters and lays them out. Yeah. So, you know, there is a couple references to uh, uh, Crow Sting era in WCW, like when the Young Bucks walked into that room and all the baseball bats are, like, tethered to the ceiling. I yeah. guess Sting's last Nitro promo was in a room similarly yeah. situated. Um, you know, we, we've talked uh, quite extensively about how well, for the most part, Sting's retirement tour has been handled. Um, you know, giving fans, especially longtime Sting fans, those moments one last time, especially seeing him. You know, how many Nitros have we did we watch in 90, 90, late 96 
uh, all throughout 1997 where Sting descends from the rafters to attack the NWO, but you don't get the full beatdown because why? They had to go to Robin Hood. Yeah, Robin Hood. It was a series yeah, that Robin was on Hood was after. up next. So yeah. it always stopped like mid uh, beatdown, Sting laying out the NWO, we go to Robin Hood. Um, sadly, Robin Hood was, uh, yeah. not the, was not following Dynamite last night. I always, dude. I always loved the. Uh, I always loved those cliffhanger endings. I, I thought know. that that was something really strong. And I remember AEW did one like once, and I was like, "That's really cool. They should do that more often." I love the cliffhanger ending. I think they should do it more often. Totally, totally. Um, given you know, we did our, our revolution predictions just right before we started with this, but um, as it relates to the Sting Darby versus Young Bucks match, you know, in a vacuum. This go-home math strongly favors the Young Bucks getting the win at Revolution. But that being said, given this is Sting's retirement tour, uh, you know, by several accounts, they're letting Sting call the shots um, in terms of moments and stuff that he wants to do. So I don't know if you can actually, you could really calculate traditional go-home math into the algorithm of who's going to win at Revolution. If this Mm -hmm, is the main event, you got to think... They're going to send the crowd home happy and have Sting go out on top in his final match. Yeah, man. I mean, look, it's one thing. The Young Bucks have these new, you know, they barely even reference themselves as the Young Bucks. I'm kind of surprised they still do. I like the idea that now they've just sort of turned into the AEW EVPs, Mm -hmm. Nicholas and Matthew uh, Jackson. Um and I know they've got this new thing going that evidently or reportedly they uh, they debuted it earlier than they had expected to because Sting specifically requested to add to to work with them for his final match. Um, but I you know if I'm Tony Khan I say hey Sting you know we've had a great relationship you've had a great run here if you think I'm gonna have you do anything but win this last match you're crazy. The Young Bucks are not going to win. Sting, you and Darby Allen are going to win because you got to blow up this crowd and, and send them home happy. This has to be an awesome storybook ending here for, you know, a run in AEW that's really been kind of without flaw. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I kind of feel like, dude, this was more like they made a big deal about it being Sting's last dynamite as a uh, an in-ring performer. And they did the thing, you know, where he descends. I kind of just feel like, this is part of the Sting Celebration Tour. And you're right, the go-home math, which typically is, you know, the guy who wins uh, gets beat down before the pay-per-view. That goes out the window here. I fully expect, and in fact, we did our predictions. The more we talk about it, I think I'm going to up my predictions points Conference on points. Sting because right now I only have three prediction points on him. There's a preview for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I can't believe, look, and I understand you could do a thing where the Bucks win and then Sting and Darby Allen, you know, still get the upper hand, but I kind of feel that doesn't do anybody any good. Like that doesn't help no. the Young Bucks to still get beat down by Sting even after they win. No, you have Darby and Sting win. You have the confetti rain, raining down. You know, you have the shot Flares of Sting's- there. Yeah, you have the shot of Sting's family. They're crying. Mm-hmm. Sting's crying. Darby's crying. Yeah. You know, that that's Cut to how Kevin you... Nash saying Kevin Nash is all elite there. Yeah. Well, no, he's not going to do that because Paul Avex's one of his, his best friends, he said. I just like that he thought that they they would cut to him in the crowd and then say Kevin Nash is oh, all yeah, elite. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Maybe Luger will be there. We don't know. I would not be surprised if you have. I think Luger said he's going to be there. Oh, all right. I think he said um, that. You know, you have several, I would think, if they're available, have several notable names from Sting's past be there. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, you block off a seat, a bunch of seats ringside for him. You mm-hmm. cut to them all throughout the match. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and 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 that's the moment I would think you would want to close the show, not Sting and Darby laying there, mm-hmm. um, with the Young Bucks holding those tag titles. You can address yeah, the right. tag title situation after this match because either Darby's got to find a new partner or they got to vacate those titles because Sting's retired. Mm-hmm. You can, if you want the Young Bucks to win the championships, you address that then. Yeah, right. Yeah, not at Revolution. Doesn't seem like Sting and Darby yeah. got to win at Revolution. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that totally. Um, let's talk about the AEW World Title picture. So uh, last week, in fact, it was in the thumbnail. Um, there was some early reports after Dynamite last week that Hangman had actually hurt his ankle. 
Mm-hmm. Fightful Select followed up and said, no, this is ballpark story. He was fine backstage. Um, and Hangman came out to open Dynamite, dropped a promo, pretty much saying, I'm not able to compete at Revolution. Mm-hmm. So this brings out Swerve. Later, brings out Joe. They all go back and forth, and it culminates in Hangman blasting Swerve with the crutch he was using to walk to the ring with and, and yelling at him, you're not going to win the title. Mm-hmm. You yeah. are not going to win the title. And commentary being very clear about, oh, wow, Hangman is fine. His 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 foot is yeah, fine. He didn't have later a sudden on, surge of adrenaline, you know. <laughs> Excalibur called him the liar, in fact, yeah. when they had the graphic <laughs> yeah, right. up for the match. Um, so it's, it's – it's, I think even after Feifel's report, I think it was Wrestling Observer, was like, oh, it's unclear whether Hangman's going to be involved in the match. He could have something going on or something like that. Um, some other pressing matter to attend to. I don't yeah, know. Right. Um, Pray, hoping and praying that they're predict- <laughs> that they got that one right. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. At the end of the show, they had the graphic. Hangman's still in the match, so they're still um, he's still in the match. Yeah. You would expect. What, yeah, what do you make of that angle? Like that's kind of a that's kind of an oddball angle, right? Like, what was the point? I, I, I guess is the point. You know, Swerve has two dudes who are both fairly cunning coming after I, him, and Hangman has lost the plot, and he's kind no, of crazy I, now. I think Hangman's obsession with Swerve is because Hangman realizes that if Swerve if, Hang, if Swerve wins the title, Swerve in fact has his spot. You know, mm-hmm. which is what Swerve's goal was from the beginning. It's it's one thing to beat Hangman twice, but if he could beat Hangman twice and then beat him in route to becoming AEW champion, Swerve has his spot. Yeah, and so at this point, I feel like Hangman is scratching and clawing and trying to do anything he can to retain his spot, and that's why he doesn't want to. That's why he doesn't want Swerve to win the title. Yeah, and it felt like this. You know, the attack from Hangman came right after Swerve was talking to Joe extensively about don't think the the, the the man who beat the hell out of Nick Wayne left him bloody in the middle of his own wrestling school is gone. I'm still here. Then Hangman shows I'm willing to do anything to keep you from winning, Swerve. That's what it felt like to me. Well, you left out the most important part because oh, then yes, Swerve, yes. as if Hangman wasn't, as if yeah. it wasn't Hangman's house, says, I'm the man who uh, who broke and entered into, uh, who uh, violated Trespass. a man's house, Trespass. trespassed into a man's house and threatened his infant child, as if Hangman's not right there. Yeah. And then Hangman's like, F you, dude. Yeah. And, uh, and blasted him with the crutch. Um, I just don't know, like, I don't know, like, what the point of going about it that way was with Hangman, you know, oh, I'm injured. Oh, I'm not really injured. And then he, and, and that, I, I don't know the point I of it. I just think the point was Hangman was trying to swerve, swerve. Is yeah, that like the Matt idea? Swerve is kind of his own game, you know? Okay. So Hangman's okay. saying, I'm going to, I'm, I'm willing to fight dirty here mm-hmm. i'm willing okay. to, to, right. to to try to attack you when you're vulnerable because mm-hmm. when swerve what, comes what out if, he was like he's pretty much said you got you've you've earned a lot of accomplishments and all through this i've always respected that it seemed to a degree conciliatory you know because they had that graphic went up immediately by the way like when hangman revealed that he was fine they were like oh yeah no here's the graphic it's happening yeah 
I just like within the, within the the sort of the universe of AEW, what would have happened if in Hangman's mind if Swerve didn't show up, to or did he just understand his opponent so well that he knew that that was a bait and that was that was the trap yeah. right there? I guess yeah. that would be that would be yeah. the situation. Yeah, yeah, he laid the trap for Swerve. It kind of feels like the trap was laid for the Wrestling Observer. I know it did because like like the biggest thing that it sort of served was like you know uh, uh, Meltzer and Alvarez were on Wrestling Observer Radio saying yeah no I heard backstage that his ankle's pretty bad or whatever it was that you know I'm paraphrasing yeah, obviously yeah. but it seemed like they leg injury you know it, it was yeah. what they were saying and then yeah. pretty quickly after that Feifel's like no it's fine no nah, no nah. he's fine yeah so I don't know it was a it was a it was kind of, I don't know, a weird, like, let's take the scenic route angle. And I don't know, really. There was a million other ways they could have done that without, oh, is he injured? Is he not? Maybe it was just to build intrigue for the pay-per-view. I don't know. That it was sort be. of weird to be. me. No, I thought the segment as a whole was 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 solid, though. I mean, everybody from a promo perspective did did great. I agree. I love what Hangman's doing right now. Oh, it's fantastic. I love what Hangman's doing right now. It's so much fun. It's so much more fun than kind of anything else he's done, to be honest with you. It is. It's like it's, he's it's, just having a lot of fun. It's it's you know the the constant throughout Hangman's character in AEW, the ups and downs, the various arcs, is his own insecurity. Yeah. And now it's 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 that insecurity is expressing itself in more violent ways after the Texas death match. It's like something unlocked within him. Isn't it kind of funny how like it's so much more fun to have a good guy go bad and then he's doing such good work that it's easy to root for him and on to and and the flip that swerve a guy who's incredibly violent and kind of sick in the head be a good guy know, you know like know. It, it's so much fun to root for guys that are kind of contradictory in nature yeah i mean they're both they're both interesting complex characters yeah you know and 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 swerve making reference to you know the stuff he'd done in the past mm-hmm. and telling joe hey don't think that person's still not in here because yeah he right, is yeah yeah, you know, you have Swerve saying, "I'm willing to do anything it takes to be champion," and then a direct response to that, and probably because Swerve mentioned breaking into Hangman's house, Hangman's like, "I am too," blast mm-hmm. you with a crutch, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. The back and forth, I mean, it, it's it's plainly obvious that Hangman, especially and, and Swerve, are going to be so wrapped up in their story during this match that Joe's going to find a way to capitalize to win. I mentioned this a while ago and not be surprised if there's a moment where Joe's got hangman in the, in the clutch and hangman's about to fade and he flashes a quick little smile towards swerve as swerve is coming to too late. Maybe, maybe it's a situation where swerve like it's hit with a, a buckshot or a muscle buster or whatever. I don't know. And hangman's in the clutch. He looks over at swerve and he's starting to come to and maybe just smiles at him and just willingly, he just realizes, yeah. Just like, yeah. I'm not getting out of this. You're not winning, Swerve. I'm the tap. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Because that'll guarantee you don't get the title. Yep. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And that's going to be, a, that's be a, a really cool character story beat for Hangman. It's going to, you know, the way the way the, the, the Swerve-Hangman story has unfolded so far, there's still it still feels like there's so many avenues they could take. Oh this. sure, this is a few yeah. that can go on for years. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and and it's something that AEW desperately needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they needed two rivals that could, you know, feud for months, go their separate ways, come back, and the intensity is always going to be there. Yeah, then they need their Bret Hart, you know, Shawn Michaels type thing. Yeah, yeah they yeah. need that absolutely. Yeah. This is kind of interesting. I like this on the uh, on the Google Docs form with our uh, with our notes. You know, they got this AI thing now called Gemini, and on the side, it takes all the notes and it summarizes Dynamite in one paragraph. Oh, I want to hear this. All right, let's see. Let's see if they get it right, Larson. On this week's episode of Dynamite, Hangman Page announced that he will be unable to compete in the AEW Championship match at Revolution due to an injury. In a heated exchange, Swerve Strickland and Smojo both proclaimed their intentions to win the title. That's all it says about that. <laughs> oh, nothing about the actual Swerve. Nothing the about the Swerve. Though. Interesting. It continues. The Young Bucks search for Sting, who is making his final appearance on Dynamite. In the main event, Chris Jericho defeated Atlas Jr. in a hard-fought match. Will Ospreay made his AEW debut and declared that he is now a full-time member of the roster. 
<laughs> All right. Well, they, they, missed, they, they missed the, the probably the most essential story beat of the whole show, but otherwise, yeah, it was fine. Oh, here we go. It says write a more detailed description of the match between Blackpool Combat Club and FTR and Eddie Kingston. <laughs> Wait, is that saying that I should write a more detailed description or that the, the AI generated uh, description should be more descriptive? No, I think it just took it took the notes here. I think it took the notes and it did it for it. Oh, it just it just changed your notes into like a proper paragraph. Oh, all right. Well, we don't need that. <laughs> you know, it'd be <laughs> great if there was something that we could if use. If it watched the show for us. It took the notes, yes. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, we're a little ways off from that, but you never know. You never know. Maybe you never maybe know. You never maybe know. next year. You never know. That that would be that would be pretty cool. So uh Dynamite open with Hangman Adam Page. We're not gonna do this verbatim because there's a lot going on here. Uh, he comes out and he basically says, uh, you know, and he sort of he, he plays victim here a little bit. But I but I uh, like throughout this is that he's referencing people's expectations for him and how that might drive his insecurities. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Uh, and he says, you know, that's why it hurts so much to have that opportunity in front of me again, talking about his world title, because his biggest accomplishment was winning that back in 2021. He says, you know, and then have this happen. Uh, he says, you know, when AEW decided that at Revolution it was going to be a triple threat, I said it was horseshit, and I meant it. I suggested the world title should be defended in a singles match, but it looks like I had the wrong two competitors. So I'm not going to apologize to Swerve and to Samoa Joe, but I'm going to tell you the truth because I'm always honest with you. At this Sunday, I'm not able to compete. That brings out Swerve, and he says, you know, we've been through war, but I, I respect you. He says, and but the thing is, you can't stop destiny, and my destiny waits me this Sunday at Revolution as I become champion. Yeah, that brings that, out Samoa Joe. That brings out Joe. Um, he's like destiny. You Density. know, you two bitter enemies are seemingly trying to hug it out, huh? He says, "There's a lot of lies being told in that ring, so allow me to give you some truths." Um, he says, first, the only way that." Uh, he says you two are staring daggers at each other, but you're not making eye contact with me because you realize I'm the real man around here. Second, he says, uh, you know, the two of you are, you know, are being presented as young, hungry championship contenders, but that's ridiculous. You're both battle tested, battle hardened warriors in that ring, and there's nothing new about you. No, you're hungry, accomplished wrestlers. But what you need to realize the only reason you're hungry is because of me, because I'm starving your ass. As long as I got this title. There ain't going to be any more meals come dinner time. So he says, let me explain to you who I am. I'm Samoa Joe. I'm the champ. And whether it's one of you or both of your revolution, I'm going to whip both your asses. And so Swerve says, wait a minute. Let me explain who I am. He says, I went from unemployed to headlining pay-per-views, from being a cruiserweight to coming after the world title. Um, and that's what he mentions. Make no mistake. I broke into the Wayne Wrestling Academy and left Nick Wayne laying in a pool of blood. I trespassed another man's house and threatened his infant child. I'll do whatever it takes to become world champion. Um, he says, uh, you know, after I take that title from you, what are you going to do with yourself? You might go back to commentary wearing a poncho again. Who Ooh, knows? Yeah. Uh, he says, I'm on the verge of making history this Sunday at Revolution. I'll become world champion. Whose house? Crowd says, Swerve's house. And that's when Hangman blasts Swerve with the crutch from behind. And uh, starts beating him with it and just yells at him, you're never going to become AEW world champion. You won't be champ. I will, damn it. Yeah, that was a good bit. And Swerve sold the crap out of it. He was just laid out cold. Yeah. Came yeah, to was, like two minutes later. It was pretty fantastic. This is kind of funny. I, uh, I asked it to a uh, bullet point, the Hangman Joe Swerve promo. That's exactly what I said. The following are some bullet points summarizing the Hangman Joe Swerve promo. Hangman Page came out to cut a promo, but was interrupted by Swerve Strickland. Swerve challenged Hangman to a match at AW Revolution. Hangman accepted the challenge, but said that he would only face Swerve if he could also face Samoa Joe in a triple threat match. That's the Joe opposite. came out. Joe then came out and agreed to the match. The three men then brawled with Hangman standing tall. <laughs> None of that happened. None of that happened. Oh, man, that's funny. So after that, we had the AEW EVPs. Nicholas and Matthew Jackson arrive at the arena. They walk up to Renee. She says, hey, it's Sting's final dynamite. Uh, what's up with your meeting with Ric Flair? And Nick says, it went great. That's all I'll say about that. And then Matt had to talk too much and said, Renee, let me ask you something. Sting, have you seen him yet today? She's like, no. Matt says, okay, seeing it, this is his final appearance on Dynamite. We're dying to see him. Thank him for all his contributions for this company and conduct his exit interview. 
and he, he smacks his bat on his hand, and Nick tells the cameraman to follow as they go looking for Steve. I did like that it motivated the camera where the young bucks went. Yeah, I know. I appreciate that. So I appreciate it's, a, that. it's a small touch, but an important one, because especially when he, they interrupt Eddie's uh, interview later on, you have their cameraman over the shoulder of the interview cameraman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought that was well done. Uh, next, we had Blackpool Combat Club. Ooh, so there's a the, apparently part of the media call here. Tony Khan noted that some he's very excited about coming in Atlanta, and there's some possible fightful psych to saying there's maybe some discussion that's where Okada's going to Okada. debut. Have you seen the new Dynamite logo, by the way? Yeah, what, what are your thoughts on it? Oh, it's it's it is. I'll say this: it is better. It's more dynamic than simply aerial black bold yeah. Yeah. that they use for dynamite now, which is like literally the most basic font they could possibly use. Yeah. I mean, it looks. It's got the fight forever vibe to it. It does, and it's got. I like that the bevel has like it. It, it, it you know it kind of has the it harkens back to the color splash era dynamite. You know. Because I think it's, you know, I don't know if it's rainbow or, or what. It's very colorful. It's very colorful, and I like that. Because, you know, they've been in the the, the 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 red and blue color palette for a while. Yeah. I, and I like, you know, which in my mind, it just it makes me think of WB because you got SmackDown, it's blue. Yeah, Raw, yeah, I don't like red. the red and blue. Yeah, it's it's. And boring. if they're going back to, you know, the early days of Dynamite where they had, it was very bright and colorful. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the font used for Dynamite, meh, you know. It might look better, like with because I know Andrew Zarian, I think, had tweeted out a picture of just like the like the T and the E, yeah. Um, and but it wasn't beveled; it was like flat, with like sort of more of a, a distressed, you know, mm -hmm. uh, texture to it. And maybe that'll look better. I, I got to see the entire production package before yeah, yeah, I really yeah. make. But it sort of it just has like a fight forever vibe to it. Like if if I saw this and it was a video game font. I'd be like, all right, that makes some sense. Mm -hmm. I think I honestly think kind of anything would be better than they have now. Yeah, I know. So that's where I'm coming from. Like, I can't stand the presentation the way it is. It's not as bad as NXT. Don't get me wrong. But um, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I like I like rebrands. I think he says there's a new stage too. give. Mm -hmm. Give us some practical bullshit up on the stage, know. you know, help bring like back Smackdown the, I like the, the raw gate. What's that? The I love the tunnels. The tunnels, the tunnels were great. Were awesome. You had the heel tunnel, the face tunnel. There was you could tell stories just with the tunnels. It just was with awesome. tunnels. It was great. Yeah. Anyways, getting back to this, you got Claudio Mox, you got Brian Danielson taking on FTR, Eddie Kingston. This was a fun match. It was very long though. So if you like long wrestling matches, Super this one's long. for you. Yeah, it was. It was really good. It was very long. It was about it was twenty minutes, long. almost twenty minutes. They were pushing that mm -hmm. time limit draw again. So the finish saw FTR hit Claudio. By the end of this match, it was like basically no tag rules. It just break it down. So FTR hits Claudio with a shatter machine. Mox hits Cash with a, a paradigm shift. Dax then hits Mox with a brain buster. Brian then takes out Dax with a knee plus. Eddie's looking for a back fist on Danielson. Danielson ducks, hits him with a knee plus. Danielson stomps, locks on a triangle, flexes on Eddie as Eddie passes out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strong yeah. go-home math in favor of Eddie Kingston. But, you know, we don't know what's going to happen on collision. Something could happen on collision that changes all that. Um, I'm going to ask a Gemini here uh, to just, to explain the dynamic between Brian Danielson and Eddie Kingston. All right, I'll, I'll move on. So then we got a video package narrated by Excalibur talking about the history between Chris Jericho and Atlantis Sr. Atlantis. Atlantis. Uh, I really, and I like this Chris Jericho. You know, man. Just keep it really simple, Chris. That's all you got to do. Just keep it really simple. Don't try to come up with all sorts of gimmicks and stories and stuff like that. I like this. You know, he just talks about his history with uh, uh, with Atlantis Senior, um, and uh, and he says, you know, thirty years ago when I first started wrestling in Mexico, I got thrown to the deep end very quickly. Paco Alonso, the legendary promoter, wanted me to become a big time player fast, so I got to mix it up with legends like Negro Casas. Uh, Bestia Salvaje, Silver King, El Dandy, big pop for El Dandy in the crowd because of Bret Hart's promo. Mm -hmm. And Atlantis. Atlantis was not only a great opponent, he was a great partner and friend. Uh, so when AEW started working with CMLL, I requested to have a match with Atlantis Jr. so I could repay the favor, teach him about wrestling from our end. He says, so tonight, Atlantis, I'm going to show you the few things that you've never seen before. So I'm going to repay the favor. I'm going to give you a new lesson, a lesson in violence even. Tonight, I'm going to show you what Chris Jericho can do with Corazon de Leon. Lionheart. 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 
can do. Talked a little bit in Espanol. I thought it was just a really decent, you know. Uh, it was no frills. Pro- it seemed earnest. Right. Yeah. I kind yeah. of prefer that out of Chris Jericho than a bunch of bullshit these days. Yeah. All right. So this is what Gemini says. Brian Danielson and Eddie Kingston have a longstanding rivalry that dates back to their days in the independent circuit. The two men are known for their intense matches, which often feature a lot of grappling and submission holds. They are also known for their trash talk, which often escalates to the point of physical violence. Sounds so generic. In their most recent match, Danielson defeated Kingston by submission with a signature move, the knee plots. It's not a submission move. Hell of a submission move there, the striking, the, the flying knee. Um. Yeah. Well, that's not. He's got some work right. to do. He's got some work to do. After that, uh, Will Osprey makes his official uh, debut as a full-time AEW talent. He's got an interview with Tony Schiavone, um, and it, it's it's pretty impressive to see in a short amount of time how well. I feel like he knows his character, and because he knows his character, it's just him, dude. It's just you him. know, it's, it's him just turned him. up a little bit. I know he but, is so comfortable. That's what I was going to get to. That's it. I was going to say, he's so comfortable now. You watch some of his early promos, and you can tell he's very self-conscious about what he's doing. But once you find your presentation, you know, and that includes character, and especially if it's so close to who he is, this goes out there and talks, and that's just what this felt like. He's like, thanks yeah. for the reception. I'm done with New Japan. I went on holiday with my missus. It was great. Yeah. I flew over we here. Pissed. I'm here in my green tracksuit looking like Kermit the Frog on leg day. Yeah. Um, he says, I, you know, he went through and said, I beat Orange Cassidy. I beat Kenny Omega. I beat Chris Jericho and Wembley. I'm here full time now, and the territory might be different, but I'm used to this. And he says, I've been rolling with the Callis family. Everything's been going smoothly, and I'm ready to pick up where I left off. Because he said that, you know, it's not going to be so smooth after no. Revolution. No, it's not. And, dude, I'll, I'll be honest with you, you know. The way Will carries himself, and I think, honestly, it's just all of his accomplishments – he has such he's got such that confidence and he he does exude charisma um and the way he effortlessly you know dude we talked about the relationship that Jay White was able to establish with the New Japan crowd mm-hmm. Will Osprey has been able to find any wrestling crowd and seemingly instantly establish a similar rapport mm-hmm. like when when at his last uh when when he came out and he did the pop down bro i know i know when he had to explain to the crowd i still contract issues with new japan preventing him from being an all elite but i'm gonna be he explained it in such a conversational manner mm-hmm. to a crowd of ten thousand people or however many people were at that i think it was at a pay-per-view and that is kind of impressive when you can come out there and be so tuned in to a crowd for that, that that a crowd for a company that you've only worked a handful of dates with and you haven't actually been a full-time worker with until now that's impressive he is so smooth and and effortless yeah because what he's saying is just what he's saying it's not a promo it's just him. And and that's 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 pretty impressive that he's been able to develop that um so seemingly effortlessly. Yeah. 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 And quickly too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because you yeah. watch some of his early promo stuff and it just feels like he's not quite he's comfortable. Trying. There. Yeah. He's trying. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like he's trying at all. No. You know, he's just going out there and beat himself. So this brings yeah. out uh Don Callis with Takeshta with Hobbs. They come to the ring to the brown note theme. That drone. Everybody in the crowd. Steve, what's the brown note in case people aren't aware? Oh, man. It's the musical note that uh, spurs doo-doo. Yeah, it's a uh, frequency. It's a frequency. Yeah, thank you. You know, I've I've never heard a story about someone actually that happening. I did hear a story about some noise act that was playing a show, and and they played a frequency that made people throw up. Wow. I think that's the story. I think that's the story. So there's a vomit note. Dookie's a lot funnier than throw up. Yeah. Like throw up can be funny, but it's, yeah. But if people like are just your vomiting pants. all over the place. That's disgusting. I mean, not to say that people <laughs> poop in the pants everywhere is not disgusting, but at least it's, it could be contained. It's a bit pants. more contained. 
<laughs> it's a projectile bit more vomit goes everywhere. Yeah, I want. I'm going to ask Gemini here. Uh, oh my gosh, has there ever been a real incident of a brown note usage? All right. So people... While you wait for that, I'll get into this promo. Callus comes to the ring. Says nothing better than a Callus family reunion. So he talks about the talent. Fletcher Hopps to catch to Will Ospreay. Embarrassment of riches. He says, uh, look at all that we've accomplished together, Will. We beat Kenny. Um, we beat Jericho and Wembley. So how are we going to top that? We're not going to top it by just doing a match of the year. We're going to top it by having a match of the decade or to do that. We need the two best wrestlers in the world to catch to Ospreay. He says, people ask, why would you pit two failing members against each other? He says, it's like when Michael Jordan and Pippen would go hard after each other in practice, then come together and win championships. This whole time, as he's talking, like Osprey's kind of, eh, mm. but eventually his eyes lock with Takesha, and they don't look away from each other. Yeah. The latter half of yeah. his promo. He says, yeah. at the end of the day, it doesn't matter which one of you wins at Revolution. The real winner is going to be the Don Callis family. Now shake hands. This is going to be history making. Shake hands. So Osprey offers his hand. Takeshita shakes it. Will turns to to be done with handshake. Takeshita brings him in. He yeah. kind of pats him on the shoulder. They oh, start arguing both. a little bit back and forth. Callus tries to defuse the situation while the crowd the crowd's chanting for Osprey. And Callus is like, "Yeah, Osprey, yay, Takeshita." He's yeah, trying to get he everybody to cheer for everybody. Yeah. What you discover, yeah. Steve? Oh man. Uh, so at first it tried to no sell me. It said, Gemini is still learning and can't help with that. Try a different quest. So I responded with, don't change the subject. Tell me more about Brown Note. <laughs> and it opened up. Brown Note is a humorous turn for a pitch that is said to cause uncontrollable flatulence in those who hear it. The pitch is said to be around 430 hertz. That's pretty and low. It is believed, yeah, and it is believed that it can cause the human body to experience peristalsis, the involuntary contraction of the intestines that results in bowel movements. There's no scientific evidence to support the existence of brown note and is generally considered to be a myth. Well, so yeah, we should test that, um, test that out someday, Steve. That match, I agreed, that match is going to be phenomenal. It is. It's going to be spectacular. It's going to be really, really good. And uh, and yeah, man, I thought that, I thought that you know, Osprey just rolling out there in a tracksuit, I was kind of surprised. Like, God damn, he kind of seems like a big deal. This is, you know, he carries himself like a big deal. And sometimes yeah. it's all it takes. It you is. Know? It is. Got a good pop right. when he came out, too. The crowd was really enthusiastic about him being there, so that helps. Yeah, too. yeah. And uh, I think, dude, I'll be honest with you. I, You know, a lot has been made about oh, WWE. Uh, they missed out on these high-profile free agents. And I think with with Will Ospreay, he might be where he needs to be, you know? I still think probably in three years he'll end up in WWE. But, uh, but I think right now, like, establishing himself in AEW, I think that's... I think that's probably a good place. It seems like a good fit right now. It does, yeah. Uh, then we had an Eddie Kingston interview. Uh, Renee asked him how concerned he is facing this version of Brian Danielson at Revolution. But then as he's about to answer, the Bucks walk in, uh, ask them uh, if they know ask them if they, if they know where Sting is. And uh, Nick says, I got a bone to pick with you, Eddie. Next time, it's a fine. And uh, Matt tells Eddie, you know, you're a champ. Maybe work on your presentation. Maybe we should implement a dress code. Yeah, he says you come to work dressed in your Timberland, Timberlands and all that. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, it's it's Eddie Kingston. Exactly. Was, like the idea of him like wearing like a suit that's too big kind of makes me laugh. Though. Yeah. Like, the same suit every time. Exactly. Uh, then we got uh, International Championship Open Challenge. Cassidy, Orange Cassidy, defending against Nick Wayne answered um got pretty overbooked towards the end so uh at one point nick wayne rips the turnbuckle cover off the top turnbuckle at this point you know already the the patriarchy had been out there i think already kicked out of ringside um yeah and then but daniel garcia shows up because already kingdom's out there too as our trent and rocky yeah everybody's garcia out shows up after nick wayne tears off the top turnbuckle cover he starts talking crap to Wayne. They argue back and forth, and then it allows Orange Cassidy to hit Nick Wayne with an orange punch for the win. As soon as the match is over, Roddy gets in the ring, hits Orange with a jumping knee, and starts hitting him with a bunch of punches till he's chased off by Trent and Rocky Romero. Yeah. Um, you know, I wonder if it's possible. I'm just going to throw this out there. And we already did our predictions. Subject to change. Obviously. Thinking about this a little bit more. For entertainment purposes only. 
Right. Given that Wardlow, I know he was wearing the Undisputed Kingdom shirt when we saw him last doing his promo. But his promo really wasn't focused that much on Undisputed Kingdom business. No. I wonder if they've just sort of, if Tony Khan is like, you know what? The Undisputed Kingdom, I have no idea if I'm going to be able to make something of this even after Cole returns. Might be too late for them. Maybe the plan was strong and now he's like, keep it on Cassidy until somebody like, you know, more sort of that, you know, is a bigger deal. Yeah. Because the Undisputed Kingdom is kind of buried right now, yeah. you know? Yeah, I guess I it depends wonder, on I if... wonder if they would just move on with Orange Cassidy and wait for somebody else. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I'll wait and see what happens on Collision. Uh, then we got a Bang Bang Scissor Gang interview. Uh, Renee says, you're all really gelling as a group. And Jay White says, you saw that, Renee. We're, we're gelling good. And to be honest, I was a little bit apprehensive at first. We had our wires crossed a couple weeks ago, he says to Billy. But after Collision, I think we've shown how well we can work together. And now I'm all in on Bang Bang Scissor Gang because we're damn near p- perfect, aren't we, Billy? And the Billy Gun says, we are, except for Max. What was up with the rap? You get the feeling that Caster's not into this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you watch him uh, in the background during this. He's rolling his eyes and acting enthusiastic and then not. So yeah. when Caster says, oh, you think anyone noticed? And they all are like, yeah, of course everybody noticed. And Austin says, I have an idea. Speaking of combos within the group, how about we do Austin Gunn, the acclaimed, at Collision? And Bowen says, "That's that sounds a bit silly. How about we do the acclaimed in Austin? And everybody's like, yay, great idea. Hey, let me ask you something. Do you think that Max actually got lost on that rap, or is that part of a story? on collision we didn't really talk about it on the actual no i mean i think it could go either way Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because i he might have gotten some heat for like the rap he did on the uh, on the indie show or something like that um and so i wonder if maybe you know they're incorporating that like his discontent into a story could be or like his discontent with this alliance into a story yeah kind of curious to see how that's going to go yeah uh, anyways, after that, we had Chris Statlander versus Sky Blue. Um, this match was really good. Yeah, this was a really fun match. They gave it plenty of time. It feels like it, this wouldn't shock me if they put this at least on the kickoff show card. Statlander versus Julia Hart. Um, of course, Sky Blue is like Julia Hart's kind of like protege or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Statlander ended up getting the win here. No, she didn't. Uh, she what's lost. That? She lost. Because Julia Hart blasted her with the TBS title. Holy shit, you're right. That's right. Yeah, Sky Blue got the win with a code blue. What am I thinking? I was watching this match last night. And I was like, oh, Statlander's going to win this shit. And that just stuck with me. <laughs> but yeah, Sky Blue ended up getting the win. Yeah, she ended up the win because of Julia Hart interference. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if we got Statlander versus Julia for the TBS title at Revolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't surprise yeah. me at all. Denise came over last night to watch Dynamite. All right. She's going to make Raw, I think, a regular thing. Okay. But uh, she couldn't make it this past Monday, so she came over for uh, for Dynamite. And uh, her and Summer both watched. Uh, they, uh, you know, uh, Talia is is into it. She likes the stories and, and the rivalries and stuff. And I was like, you know, this is the one that doesn't really focus on that as much as the other one, like with all the talkie stuff. Um, uh, Summer, on the other hand, was like, oh, my God, you can tell they're not really hitting each other. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what is this fake shit? <laughs> uh, but then also, they both were horrified when Ric Flair showed up. Yeah. Which is a totally normal reaction. Totally. They were la- they were literally laughing at it when he was punching the Young Bucks. Yeah. Because it didn't make any sense no, whatsoever. No, it, it didn't. There's no reason for them to sell it either. Right, exactly. Uh, before we get to that segment, after Sky Blue beats Chris Statlander, Code Blue. Uh, the Young Bucks are backstage. I don't know why they didn't go to Sting's locker room first and looking for Sting, but they eventually found themselves in front of his locker room door. They enter, and it's all like it looks like the background of Steve's office there, just bathed in red light. Right, except yeah. there's baseball bats that have been suspended from the ceiling all over the place. Yeah, and apparently right, that's a reference yeah. to his last Nitro promo. And then, like you see uh, Matt Jackson in the mirror, and he acts, and it's just so bad. <laughs> he should have said, "He's in the wall." He's in the wall. <laughs> uh, after that, we had Chris Jericho versus Atlantis Jr. Crowd was not into this match until like kind of towards the finish of it. <laughs> it was dead silent in that place, man. It's all about uh, though. 
it was fine. The match was good. I thought it was fun, or I thought it was. I thought it was good. Um, you know, there was that uh, a scary bit where Jericho uh, did like a bulldog off the top to Atlantis uh, Junior. Yeah, and uh, and he landed a bit. He was going. The trajectory is a bit is a bit vertical for my taste, but yeah. uh, it looked great. Um, so the 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 finish saw. Uh, let's see here. A lot of commas. So anyway, I'll just go from the beginning here. Atlanta sends Jericho out of the ring, falls with a tope. Atlanta Sr. cheers on his son. Junior puts Jericho in the ring and goes up top, but Jericho trips him up. They trade a bunch of strikes. Jericho hits some punches, hits a run off the top. Jericho goes for a Judas effect, but Atlantis Jr. ducks it and locks on the torture rack. Uh, Jericho escapes and locks on the walls of Jericho. Atlantis reaches for the bottom rope, but he gets pulled back to the center of the ring, and Atlanta Sr. throws in the towel. Jericho wins. You don't see enough towel throws. I know for finishes. I would Trent be if I was your manager. Televised wrestling in a while. True. Yeah, he's too busy at Glass. If if I was your manager, man, it'd be a towel throw every single time. Just a fuck. I know. I would. I'd be like, all right, I gotta make sure there's no towels in this building before I match. Right. Exactly. You know, and I whip out my tidy whities, and you're like, put those away. That does not count as a towel. This doesn't count as a towel. Oh man. I was like, like Steve, look, have you been listening to a brown note? Look, a brown note. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, then the main event yeah. segment saw the Young Bucks come to ringside. They're still looking for, for Sting. And there's a group of fans seated, seated, sat, <laughs> sat ringside, sitting ringside, all with Sting masks. So Nick goes mm-hmm. and starts flipping the masks up to make sure it's not Sting. Well, one of them's Darby. You know what's, you know what's awesome, too, is that, like, obviously you and I totally expect that shit. Summer until they were shocked. Oh, <laughs> they were like, worked. "Oh my god!" Because that first shot that Darby throws was pretty stiff. It was pretty flush, and they're like, "Oh my god!" That fan's going crazy. <laughs> and then he jumps over, and they start, and then they realize, "Oh, it's part of the thing." Yeah. And then Flair starts coming down. <laughs> yeah. So, so they're beating up Darby. They hit him with the EVP trigger. Hit him with the bat some more, and they wave Flair down. So Flair comes down the ring, and, and Matt hands him a bat. Instead, Flair pokes Nick's, Nick in the eye, uh, hits Matt with some not great looking chops. Mm-hmm. But then Ooh. Nick low blows Flair and they start stomping on him. And that's when Sting's music hits. So the Young Bucks walk up the ramp to meet him. Sting descends from the rafters, kind of at the foot of the ramp. The Young Bucks turn around to see him, march down towards Sting. Sting lays him out. Darby hits him both uh, with a coffin drop off the top and then back of the ring. Stick, stick. Sting hits stick. Nick. Scorpion death drop. I got a lot. Got a lot more talking yet to do today, man. Uh, well, we used to have like a friendo cast. Yeah, yes. I got to talk. I can't That's sit here easy. silent That's for an hour. That's easy peasy. You're not. We're not reading off stuff. We're just shooting the shit. Stick. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's gonna be Stick's retirement match coming up. All right, let's answer some oh, questions so we could take a goodness. break from the talking. I, know, I need some lunch. I'm hungry. Uh, Blake, we should White have aimed House. for a half hour on this one. We should have speed speed ran everything. Uh, Blake Whitehouse asks, what's the title belt would you rather be, the Ring of Honor Championship, the AEW Championship, or the TNA Championship? Like the TNA gets to rest a lot. Yeah. You know, I would do that. It'd be the TNA title. You just get to chill for like three, you know, three weeks out of the month. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably go with the AEW title. At this yeah. point, it's the most prestigious. You're with Samoa Joe. He seems like a really cool dude. Yeah, it seems like a cool guy. I don't know what Moose is up to. What's the other option? Ring of Honor. So you'd be uh, with Eddie. Oh, uh, no. Uh-uh. No, no, no. Drenched in his sweat. Newport smoke. Probably be around some Burger King. Yeah, that's 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 an upside potentially. Get some Reese's Pie near you. Chris Stanton asked, do you think we'll ever see a WWE superstar host at SNL again? If so, who would it be? Could Cody host SNL, Steve? Of course he could, absolutely. I think it'd be more likely to be like Roman Reigns, though. But yeah, I'd put Cody in there. Uh, I don't think it'll happen. I don't think it'll happen, but yeah, put him in there. Uh, Elemental Giants. Oh, something we did talk about. Hold on a second. So we did, uh, I think towards the end of our show yesterday, we talked about how the Meat Madness match was off and there was an all-star scramble. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, Announced. And then they had... Due to injury. Yeah, Tony Khan's tweet, he said, due to injury, meet madness, off. 
At the yeah. time, there's three competitors announced for Meat Madness. It was Lance Archer, it was Powerhouse Hobbs, and Wardlow. Then yeah. they have the graphic up for this all-star scramble. Lance Archer, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Wardlow are all in the graphic, and they're in the match. Who was hurt? Who was hurt? I texted you. I was like, what's wrong with this? And and I looked at it. Because I saw it pop up. I didn't really pay attention. I was like, oh, Wardlow's in it. Hobbs in it. All right. I assume Ar- Archer is the one that got hurt. And then you sent yeah. me the graphic. I look at it again. It's like, hold on a second. They're all in there. <laughs> what's going on with that? I'm guessing they just wanted more people in the match and wanted to make it for an AW title opportunity. So I was doing all-star scramble. Right, which is totally fine. Yeah. Why would you say somebody's injured if all three people are going to be in that match, though? I don't know. That's what's really confusing. It's exceptionally confusing because it's not as if it was announced that more participants were going to be in the Meat Madness match. It seemed like ours right, a three-way bout. Right, yeah. That's the impression I got. Yeah. You just don't, you don't need, we don't need a reason. Just change it. TNA does that shit all the time. I know, I know. I know. Elemental Giant says, what are some big heel slash face turns you could see happening in 2024 this year? Oh, Roman could turn face in 2024. Roman? Oh, that's a big, that's a, that's the biggest one. Could. Seth could turn heel. Oh, absolutely. He could turn on Cody at WrestleMania. I think by the end of the year, there's no way Drew McIntyre is going to remain a bad guy. No, I don't think it's possible. Work he's been doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cameron Bortolazzo here says, explaining kayfabe how Meat Madness match got changed due to injuries, but all competitors from that match are in the new match to replace it. So kayfabe, storyline-wise. Okay, yeah, so what happened was uh, Tony Khan was with the participants of the match. He was like, hey, guys, I got a lot going on. We're going to talk about this match. Walk with me. So they do. They're all walking with him. Tony Khan is talking. It's like an Aaron Sorkin scene. Uh, As they're going, they hear a big, ah! They look back. It's Lance Archer. He stubbed his toe. You know how that goes. That Stubbing hurts. your toe, especially maybe his boots aren't on. He's only got socks on right now because they were in the locker room and he was expecting to put them on. That takes some time. Tony wants to walk. We'll walk. He's got his boots in hand. Ah! What's up? Oh, God. oh my God. This hurts so bad. It just stubbed my toe. It could be. Well, broken. we're going to add all these other guys to meet Madness, but now we're just going to change it because you're injured. Tweets it out. Five seconds later, oh, it's all fine. I'm fine. I'm okay. Okay, so you're still in the match, but it's not Meat Madness anymore. Because, well, I mean, really, the only reason it's not Meat Madness anymore is because Hook's in it. Because Hook's in it. Hook's got no meat. Of, of the announced competitors so far. Yeah, right. Um, here's what it is. So Wardlow sitting down with Tony Khan is like, hey, this Meat Madness match, do I, do I get anything out of this if I win it? And Tony yeah. Khan's like, you get a win. Yeah. And Wardlow's like, oh, okay. Moment. He gets up. He's like, ah. And Tony Khan says, what? And Borla goes, my knee. Remember a couple weeks ago, my knee bent. Kind of got, got kind of like yeah. maybe suffered a knee injury. I powerbombed somebody. Man, Man it's yeah. flaring up now. I really feel hurt. Especially Gosh. if there's no title opportunity from winning this Meat Madness match. I don't know if I could do it. Yeah. Tony Khan says, I understand, Wardlow. We'll pull the match. You rest up. We'll do Meat Madness then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Wardlow says, it's fine. So long as there's a title opportunity involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then so Tony Khan tweeted, he was doing some paperwork, and then the light bulb went off. He's like, oh, I understand what he's saying. He yeah, wants a title it. opportunity when he wins this it. match. All right, I could do this. And while we're at it, you know, Hook has history with Joe, recent history with Joe. Let's put Hook in the match. Yeah, put Hook and in so the match. And so if Hook's in the match, I can't call it Meat Madness anymore. Yeah, he So got now it's an all-star scramble. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. How about this? Okay, how about this? He's pitching this. He's like, hey, guys, look, I set this match up. It's great. Meat Madness. It's so much fun. This is great. And uh, uh, Lance Archer is like, uh, hey, man, you know what? I appreciate you putting me in this match because you never use me. But I'm a vegan. You know, can we do this in a different manner? Uh, I don't want to call it Meat Madness. And he's meatless like, okay. Madness, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Can we call it Meatless Madness? And he's like, no, that sounds stupid. How about a scramble? Can it be a vegan scramble? Yes. Can we just compromise and call it a scramble? <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, but why? What? What's the justification I should give for a change in the match? Just say I'm injured. Just say somebody's <laughs> injured. People will go with it. But you're gonna <laughs> but be you're the graphic for the new match. No one's gonna notice. <laughs> Nobody's gonna notice. You know why, Tony? Everybody dies. Everybody dies. He's like, but I'd be, but but Lance Archer, I'd be lying. Everybody lies. Everybody lies, yeah. Uh, JM says, kind of funny is reviewing and ranking WrestleMania matches. What matches you recommend they watch? 
Michael Cole versus Jerry Lawler. Yeah, they want to find the worst WrestleMania match. Rank that one. Uh, the blindfold match between uh, Jake Roberts and Rick Martell. Yeah, right. Yeah. I didn't think that match was that bad. I thought it was actually pretty clever how it was implemented. Well, there you go. See, kind of funny should be higher. I know Alex is going to be on there. Where's the rest of the Church of Friendos? I want to be on there. Sure, let's do it. We're too dangerous, Larson. That could be. <laughs> they put us in front of a live microphone, huh? You never know what's going to happen. Uh, of course, <laughs> end of an era match. I got to watch that one. So that's oh, some yeah, other bad ones. Dude, I watched WrestleMania 1 recently. You name it. I know. It's <laughs> not the high it, point dude. for work rate in wrestling history, no. You name it. It's in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Forbes says, with AEW trademarking Dynasty, do you think it could be a show centered around the return of MJF as it used to be in an MLW faction called The Dynasty? Yeah, I've seen that speculation before. I mean, I guess that's possible. Sure, you bring in Richard Holiday and maybe Hammerstone. I yeah, guess he was part of that, that too. too I believe, yeah. And then Excalibur could just fucking talk about it endlessly. Oh, they used to be in a faction in MLW. It's called Dynasty. You're supposed to care about that now. Okay. It's going to yell. Everybody's going to be like, no pop for Richard Holiday. Uh, Dave Mat- I heard he's good, though. I heard he's good. Yeah. <laughs> David Matushek. Says, considering that Meat Madness has been postponed, do you still think the big three should compete in it when it's rescheduled? I don't think think there's going to be a rescheduled Meat Madness. We get all-star scramble again. I think think we're going to get the scramble. You know, how about the the, the all-star... It's like you go to the, the restaurant. All-Star Big Breakfast. It's, yeah, you go to the restaurant. It's like, I'd like to meet Madness, please. And the, and the, the server takes your order and then, then goes and comes back. It's like, sorry, we're out of the meat Madness. Can I get anything else for you? Yeah. I guess I'll do the All-Star Scramble. <laughs> All-Star <laughs> Scramble instead. You know, uh, they got it. You know, hey, about that. Maybe on AEW Dynasty, we're going to get the Pancake Mountain match. That could be. You know, maybe. <laughs> Meat oh Madness is going to be has now been uh, uh, co-opted by Gaunt by We Book Raw. There we go. When that new game comes out, Meat Madness Gauntlet match. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Yeah, the Meat I mean, Madness. We did the the, in your Haas pay per view, Steve. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So Meat Madness Gauntlet match. That's good. Raw Game Mutant. Braun Strowman. Yeah. Big E. Yeah. Bronson Reed. Can't do Brock anymore. Don't nope. do that. No. Big old creep. Uh, Tequila Mocking Turd says, which titles do you see changing hands at Revolution this Sunday? Hey, I tell you what, watch our predictions episode. It's going up at Friendo Club Wrestling later on I'll today. I'll answer that question for you. Doc Hensler here says, what would be your holy shit moment if it happened at Revolution? The brown note actually works. Yeah. It'd be you hear quite that drone literally. with Takeshita comes to the ring and everybody, 16,000 people. They just start running. Full soil across the, uh, across the board. Every oh, seat yeah. in every aisle. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, holy shit moment would be um, if Hangman wins the title. Could you imagine that? <laughs> that would be nuts. That'd be pretty crazy. That'd be nuts. Uh, Samuel Raja says, if you guys had the opportunity to be the manager of anybody in WWE or AEW, who would you pick? I'd go with Will Ospreay. I think he'd be fine. Hey, you won't go get pissed. Shut sure thing, bruv. Yeah. It's like, why are you talking in my accent? Because it's so much fun. Yeah, that part. <laughs> you want to go Ospreay see the Willy Wonka experience? <laughs> Where's the unknown? <laughs> they, they, they made up their own villain. I know. I know. <laughs> the evil candy maker. Well, that apparently lives it was the all like, like the, the, the script was AI generated. I know it's amazing. God, to be a part of history, those people are complaining. <laughs> well, you see, the, the production value let them down. That's the thing. It's the production value was not there. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. It had all, yeah, it had all the production value of a prison cafeteria, an empty warehouse, and they get like some. Yeah, uh, 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 I don't know what they were Party using City, curtains uh, or something like that to yeah. separate areas and stuff. Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. It was it was awful, awful, awful. Uh, all right. Anyways, that's gonna do it for the show today. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time. We'll see you around. Goodbye.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.